What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The lighter side of football. I'm stinking believable. This is all pro lines with your hosts, Kostaki Economopoulos and Aaron Hodges. You want to crown them? They crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. All four games were decided on the last play. This was the greatest weekend in the history of football. And we're not talking English Premier League. Cheerio, mate. It's all pro lines. That's even that's a W. Oh, that guy's unbelievable. He said, so he was talking to Brandon as he was going out to kick. He gave a little warm-up swing, and he said, ah, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship right before he went out there to kick it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Welcome in, everybody. All Pro Lines. Kostaki, Economopolis, Aaron and Ethan. Uh, <laughs> good to see you boys. The best weekend in the history of football. I mean, it was certainly, ah, it was amazing. We don't want to get too caught in the, in the current moment, but it was amazing. It was all four games are amazing. I don't care about recency bias. That's fine. It, these were the best games concurrently that I think I've ever seen. They're They're amazing. I don't know how you could top it, especially the last one. But I mean, if any of the other ones, the it, we were three for three going into the last one, and the fourth game was maybe one of the best games of all time. Not not just yeah, you know, really was, for real. It was it was just so much good football, so many exciting storylines, and I love that Tom Brady lost. Of course, I love that Aaron Rodgers lost. I love that the Chiefs won. I love that the other under the Rams won it was great. I forget. I forget. This is Rams country. I on the way to taking the kid to school this morning. They were playing um, an old Randy Newman song. I love L.A. and it was interspersed with clips from the game. It was oh, really cool. Like nice. Yeah, I forgot that song, and I you know I forget sort of my own sort of L.A. pride. It was more fun when Gurley played here because I felt like it was like a rep from back home. You know, mm-hmm. but it is kind of my West Coast team. You know, so. <laughs> It was a, so much great stuff. It was just I just love watching football. I just it was just thrilling, top top to bottom. Tell you what, I loved I loved seeing Kelsey score that that game winning touchdown for sure. That's my man. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, but I do want to start with the which comes first. That's related to all that stuff. So let's get into it. But now it's time for which comes first. Oh yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. I feel like this is a pretty good scenario where the timelines might be the same, but I'm not going to, or very similar. I'm not going to lead the witness too much, though. So let me throw this out to you. I, wait, can I just interrupt? I just want to say I'm already behind the curve because I would have had, I was predicting jokes before which comes first. I've already got one which comes first wrong before I even start. We're so crazy right now. <laughs> this is so unorthodox. <laughs> All right. Which comes first, Kostaki Economopolis will. All right. I'm excited. Aaron Rodgers make it to another Super Bowl. Oh. Or 
Will the NFL change its overtime rules? Which Whoa. comes first? Which Whoa. comes first? Man, that's a good one because those the answer to both could be never. Right. That's my first answer. Yep. Oh man. Well, Aaron. Okay, just to talk it through, Aaron Rodgers only has let's say two more Super Bowl worthy years in him, ish, give or take. Might be zero. Might be four. Right. But it's two ish. Right. I think so. I don't think they're going to change the overtime rules between now and then. If they didn't do it after the Super Bowl, where the best offense in the league that year didn't touch the ball to complete the championship game. You know what I mean? It's like one of those. If you're not going to if there's no gun control after you shoot the president in the head <laughs> and you're never going to get, you know what I mean? You're never going to get. It. <laughs> um, oh, man, that's a tough one. I, but I, I I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to get to another Super Bowl. That's that so oh. it makes it hard for me to pick. Oh, okay. Because I think because of the Tom Brady story, we think that a good quarterback can just go somewhere else where it's all kind of set up and then it falls as well. I don't think that's usually the outcome. I, I don't think that happens. And I don't think the playoff, I don't think the overtime thing changes for a while either. I'm going to say overtime first because I don't think the Rodgers Super Bowl ever happens and the and the overtime thing will happen someday seven years away or something. So you're saying that the NFL is going to last longer than Aaron Rodgers. I thought Aaron Rodgers was bigger than the game. (laughs) In his own head. (laughs) That's a good question. I like this question a lot. And I actually have, I was going to do this later, but I, if when I want to hear your answer to this and then I have a offshoot question for you. Well, I, I like your answer. I think there's a outside chance that Aaron Rodgers is in the league longer than people think. So, I mean, he's still very, very good. Still top five, top five quarterback in the league, right? Yeah, I'll buy that. And will probably be top 10 for, you know, the next five years or so, I think. Uh, I, I would agree with the basic premise of what you're saying. Yeah. So I think he could play longer than maybe we anticipate. I would like to see the overtime rules changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've beat that drum quite a bit on this show, so I don't think we need to do it as much as other shows have maybe done it today. (laughs) (laughs) But they need to change, and I think that a game like we saw yesterday with with the Bills and Chiefs, should be exhibit A and then go back a couple of years to when the Chiefs lost in overtime or, you know, when there's just not an opportunity. It's about fairness. And I think that the the people that I'm getting sidetracked here. So I am going to give an answer to which comes first. <laughs> the which comes first is Aaron Rodgers makes it to another Super Bowl before the rules change because I think the NFL. Okay, is, so we got opposite positions on. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to be contrarian on this one. All right. Is this your goofy shirt, by the way? Yes. We we want to do that now. <laughs> we last week we did a bet. It was it was right before the Monday night game, and you picked the uh, Rams and I picked the Cardinals, and we said whoever the loser is has to wear his dumbest shirt because you would just change shirts like after we started. You're like this shirt's dumb, so it was kind of in our heads. So it was it was it was very close. I had two finalists for my dumbest shirt. <laughs> I got my up. <laughs> I've got my up dog shirt. <laughs> What's up, dog? This could have easily 
That's right. That's right. Ethan, you familiar with Updog? I'm, yeah, I know what You're Updog a fan? is. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> You're not getting me with that. <laughs> can, we, can, we just, can we just play along, Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> so the Updog shirt could have easily been number one, but I went with uh, I went with this one because it's fucking dumb. Oh, with the baseball. That's funny. Yeah, I will sometimes look at it and I'm like, my age starts with a five. What am I doing wearing a shirt like this? It smells like Updog in here. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dog? Nothing much. What's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> so those are, there's a big drop off to third place for my dumbest shirt. So those are the two. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. All right. So back to the overtime. Can we, can we do the overtime conversation? Okay. Let's do it. I read an article today, which I thought was interesting, and it had uh, it had three suggestions for overtime. And I'm going to throw in my longstanding suggestion. So you have four choices. You tell me if you're king, what you would do. Okay. All right. This is interesting. This one's gotten a little bit of traction lately. The spot and choose rule, right? So one team gets to pick the spot on the field, and the other team decides if they're going to play offense or defense. So uh, so let's say the Chiefs would say the 10-yard line, and then the Bills would decide to take the ball or concede the ball. See what I mean? You could what if like the 10-yard line for the offense or the or the, the defense? I don't understand. You could put it wherever. I, mean, I, I presume that you're gonna think in a game like that, this one, that you would really push them back and say, look, you gotta start from your own five if you want the ball. But you got to be careful. You can't go too far back because the other team can go, all right, then you take the ball, right? So it's spot and choose. One team spots it, and the other team chooses if they want the ball or to defer the ball. No, that's out. Next. Okay, that's out. Okay, all yeah. right. I, this, one's, this one's weird to me. It felt like an XFL kind of suggestion, but it is interesting. All right, second choice, field goal gamble. Okay. You know, this one, this is the same idea of one team picks – the distance of the field goal and the other team picks whether they're kicking it or deferring it. And if you make it, you win. And if you, and if you miss it, you lose, you know, uh, in terms of the getting the ball first, um, instead of a coin flip. That's feels a little too close to the spot and choose and also penalty kicks. I'm out. All right. And then the more simple one that has some broad appeal. This is the one proposed by the Chiefs when they didn't get to touch the ball in the 2018 AFC championship game. I think I like this one. It's very simple. Just both teams get the ball once and then it goes back to the current rules. So you can't the game can't end on a first possession no matter what the outcome of it is. And then my suggestion, which is I've been saying for 10 years now, is. College football overtime is sitting there waiting to be stolen because it's awesome. You did it with the two-point conversion. College football had the two-point conversion for years and years and years and years, and the NFL was like, no, we're old-fashioned, we're stodgy. And finally they conceded because they realized that college was doing it better and they should do the same thing with overtime. Those are your four choices. You've nixed the first two pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, I think I have another of my own choice. Oh, you do? Uh, personally. Yeah. I think the solution is that, so if two teams get in overtime, whichever team is just better should win. <laughs> so like if the Jets get in overtime with the Ravens, the Ravens should just win. 
You know what I mean? Like that. So, I feel like that's easy. Like so, go, so go. You're going a little bit by clout. Yeah, yeah. I get. Well, it's everyone's just better. Like in general, that's actually not a terrible idea. If you know going in that, like, if this is a tie, then the team that's favored is getting the win because <laughs> it's that's like, what should happen. Yeah, like, like in your example, the Ravens and the Jets. Everyone would say the Ravens are a better team. So you would say, like, if it, if you get to overtime somehow, the Ravens could just be like, bro, you know you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think that makes the most sense. It's fair, too. It's enough already with the trying to pretend like you're good today. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't hate that. I, I think I like that better than the first two suggestions you had, Kostaki. Because at least that's and These like, aren't mine. This is from an article. I was, oh, but, okay. But yeah. These these the, the first one has gotten some buzz lately. This this spot spot and choose situation is kind of interesting. It feels like that's one you got to vet in the USFL or XFL somewhere and see how it works first. You know? Well, I feel like uh, that's gonna that's just a, that's just another coin toss, right? So you go like, well, well, this one wouldn't be to see who gets the ball first. It's actually it it is the overtime. So. You know, like like in the game that we just saw, Bills and Chiefs, there was this crazy momentum with the offense. And you did feel like we're watching the two best quarterbacks and they're both really crushing it. Like they're playing at their very peak performance level. Whoever gets this ball is going to win, right? And that's what happened. And so that's what we're trying to avoid as a, as the fans, right? We want to we want to feel like it's fair at the end. So this this spot, this spot thing is interesting. Like, like, but you take it from your own 35, you know, like, do you want the ball? Yes. In this case, you want the ball. Would you take it from your own one? Like that would be the part of the strategy of where you put the ball. Oh, I and see. then, and then, and then the other team decides whether they want it or not. But how do you determine who's spotting the ball? Oh, I think it's uh, the home team. Let's see what this suggestion is. Whoever has the most clout. The home team picks the distance. Yeah. I forget exactly which way it falls, but it would be determined ahead of time what it would be before you get there. Let the cheerleaders pillow fight it out at midfield. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Mascot races is another suggestion from from Kralis, I think. Well, Jerry, we should have that event at all the games. That's not really the question. I mean, that Um, honestly should be halftime. Yeah, that should be <laughs> halftime. Um, I like that. So, all right. So, I have to choose one of your scenarios. You can bring your own, like Ethan did. He just made up his own crazy shit. Well, there was one it was that, actually, I, that I heard. It was better than two of the choices on here, according to, <laughs> from CBSSports.com. How about a punt, pass, and kick competition? <laughs> right? That's a quick one and it's actually based on skill and ability. It's not a game of chance. You you take your best representative to throw the balls um which you would hope is your quarterback. So you see which one throws the farthest and maybe throw in an accuracy <laughs> thing there too. Right? Like these pro bowl skills competitions, do an accuracy and a distance throw. Then you do <laughs> the same thing for for punting. And then you also you also just line up a field goal. So you got <laughs> and this is determining who goes to the AFC championship game, this sequence of bizarre skill tests yep. at the end. And then just so the defense isn't left out, you have to choose a representative from the defense to have a sprinting contest, 
right? If they're sprinting, that's how you measure defense. <laughs> well, I mean, how else can you do that where it's not football, actual football, right? Uh, I think a three cone drill is probably. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what I'm saying. Uh, that's an interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting question, Jim, who asks it. What if your coach is a punt, pass, kick champ, Andy Reid? You know, as a, as a, for instance, yeah, he has be. a he has a leg up. <laughs> If, if you know what I mean. Uh, okay, come back to reality. This, 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 your crazy idea is never, <laughs> never going to be. What would you really do if it was, if it was legit? How do you fix this problem? I think I have two ideas. One's, I don't think they're either, either of them are necessarily mine, but I think I saw one idea post today where I think it was Peter Schrager was on Twitter saying something about the competition committee a few years ago, one of the ideas that were posed by the Kansas City Chiefs, actually, was that you should have an overtime coin toss before the game starts. So you already know if this goes to overtime, who's going to get the ball first or who's going to defend. It's predetermined, right? Because, and I, I like the idea behind that is... It's like the end of a half, right? If you know who's getting the ball in the second half, that will dictate your strategy going into the half, right? Yeah. If you got to have a coin flip, I agree that before is better because then it becomes a part of the fabric of the strategy instead of a, this is what fate said to do, you know? So, yeah. I, I, I like that one. I think that's a, at least a better solution if you still got to have a, a coin toss. At least it's predetermined and you know what's, what it is before regulation ends, right? So, But then yeah. you actually get to overtime, right? So do you still have the same rules that you have in place even though you did the coin toss first? I don't know. But I think you can have the same... Maybe you have the same rules that you have in place now. But... Before you get to them, each team has an opportunity to match. So if the Chiefs go down and score a touchdown like they did, okay, cool. The Bills get the ball, and they have to score a touchdown. Now, they could go for two and win it when they get the touchdown. Yep. You know, or they can go for one, tie it up, and now we're in the sudden death scenario. Each team has to touch the ball. And this is what pisses me off about people who make the the argument about, oh, defense, just play better. Stop them. Well, no, because Kansas City's defense never had to defend in overtime. Right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that was that was the obvious argument. I mean, I was, for the record, I've been against the overtime rules the way they are now for a decade, long before the Falcons were in the Super Bowl. But to me, that's exhibit A is... Matt Ryan won the league MVP that year. They literally had the best offense in the league. And then in the championship game, they didn't touch the ball on offense. Right. Like, well, you go, well, just play defense. Like, no, defense is not what got them there. They, they got there by playing offense really well. Never before or since has their offense been even remotely that good. But that year, their offense was amazing. And they didn't touch the ball in overtime of the championship game. That's a flaw in the system. So I think one of the biggest problems about the current overtime setup is that it has the spirit of, let's just get this thing over with. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. 
I agree with that. And I like Ron Milford's suggestion here. Just play another 15 minutes. Like if you, the, the way the ref introduced this game was we're getting a new game that's going to start now. Like, well, then let's have it. Let's have a mini game where you're figuring out time strategy and timeouts and, you know, game flow and, Right. Let's do 15 more minutes of it. Yeah, I agree. There's we're not in a hurry for this to end. Certainly not from the fans point of view. And it is different that it's the postseason. You know, it it's OK if the overtime rules are different in the postseason as opposed to the regular season, because there's a little bit of this like, well, it has to be the same. No, it doesn't. First of all, in the regular season, if it ends in a tie, it's OK. I don't particularly like that either, but that's what we've accepted. You can't have a tie in this game, so. Right. If it's got to be different in the regular season than it is in the playoffs, fine. I'm fine with that. But yeah, I'm okay with that. In the playoffs, somebody's got to win, and it should be an even playing field. It should, shouldn't be left to a coin toss. That's right. It was. I mean, I was kind of rooting for the Chiefs, but I agree that the Bills should get the ball there. I mean, that quarterback, I mean, it was amazing what Josh Allen was doing, and that team looks so Good, and they were so fun to watch. Like, it was a shame that they didn't get a chance. I agree. All right, let's talk about some other games. The Bengals, very excited about the Bengals winning. Congratulations to uh, our boy, uh, our guy, Barry Weekman, who is a longtime Bengals fan, long-suffering. It's been, <laughs> it was 30-something years since a, a Bengals playoff win. Now you got two, two in a row, and... And a quarterback with swagger and every reason to think that team's going to be interesting for a decade. So that's cool, man. What a what a relief if you're a Bengals fan. Indeed. How do you you pronounce you overcorrected that pronunciation? <laughs> I went extra E to make it right. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> so and then uh, Tampa Bay losing was pretty sweet, but man, was that scary for a second. Oh, I really was surprised how much I cared. I was like, oh, it's like, oh, cool. The Rams are going to win, you know? And then when they, when the Bucks started to come back, I was angry about it. It was weird. I was yep. like, enough with this guy. Put him away already, you know? Yeah. Yep. And I like Stafford and I like McVay and, you know, I kind of like the Rams and, you know, I like the underdog winning. It was just like all the things. So it was, I really got invested in the outcome of that game. It was kind of surprised me. Yeah. Cooper Cup coming to the rescue once again. Yeah. Sarah Tiana had had a funny point. Maybe she was retweeting somebody. She said, uh, Georgia beat Michigan again with Stafford against Brady. <laughs> that was awesome. Right. Yep. By the way, if you are you enjoying my University of Georgia National Championship hat right there? Look at that. I wasn't, but I am now. Man, I'm excited. Oh, oh yeah. Natty won the Natty. I don't know what your team's doing. My team wins the nat- wins the Natty. I don't have a bulldog in the fight, bro. <laughs> you know me and Glenn and Andreas. You you should root for the Bulldogs. Yep, yep. And then <laughs> finally, the 49ers scoring no offensive touchdowns <laughs> and still managing to beat the Packers. That was incredible. That's that's the most preposterous game of all that, that because the, the Packers opening drive was just a march down the field, seven points slicing through, you know, hot butter. It was like, Oh, this game's going to be a blowout. And that was it. They didn't do anything for the rest of the game. It was the, in that, in that regard, it was the weirdest game. 
But man, it was a slugfest. There were so many cool things that happened. It was fun to watch. It was cold. You know, it was great. It was great. I got some jokes about that game. Want to do some jokes? I guess. Why not? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is brought to you by Daily Comedy News. It's what's happening in comedy 10 minutes a day, seven days a week. Daily Comedy News, wherever you get your podcasts. Niners beat the Packers, or as the French call it, le tragédie du fromage. Rodgers is now 0-4 against San Francisco in the postseason. postseason. He needs to get immunized against the Niners. That's what he needs to do. Just what Aaron Rodgers feared happened. He got canceled by a bunch of California elites. (laughs) That woke mob. That's right. When it comes to uh, playoff bonus checks, looks like the Packers players get the Rodgers rate. (laughs) (laughs) Rodgers! (laughs) Rodgers is going to leave Wisconsin so fast now you think his family lived there. And as you said, it was a block punt. The Packers special teams allowed more penetration than a blind chaperone. That's a lot. It's a lot of penetration. (laughs) It was definitely not the Niners offense winning the game. Jimmy G was out there yelling Oscar, and I was like, why is that? Is it because the game plan belongs in a garbage can? (laughs) It's happening. Oh my God, Jimmy G is so gorgeous. That guy. He, he I, I'm glad you agree with me on that because I get uncomfortable how handsome he is. It was cold in Green Bay. It was so cold. Aaron Rodgers said something else about vaccines just to get some heat. You know hey. what I'm saying? On the sideline, players were warming their hands by rubbing a well digger's ass. That's that's <laughs> cold. <laughs> Pat McAfee got so cold just watching. He put on a shirt on with sleeves. <laughs> yeah, it was cold. You could get a concussion from a Gatorade bath out there. That was, <laughs> at halftime, Aaron Rodgers was reading Atlas Shivered. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> I hope Urban Meyer wasn't there. Can you imagine what kind of hell would break loose if if, you can't, if he can't feel his fingers? Oh, That's boy. No, that would be... Rex Ryan didn't go to that game. What's the point if you can't feel your toes or anyone else's? <laughs> It was cold up there. Antonio Brown put his shirt on. <laughs> then he cuddled with all of his personalities. Let's all right. Let's do a few Brady jokes for fun, shall we? Tom Brady lost a heartbreaker, or as Belichick calls it, a what breaker? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of my long running hobbies is sad sad Tom Brady. Now I got a new hobby, sad bloody lip Tom Brady. Oh, oh that's the best yeah. Tom Brady ever. Love that. Love that. His diet is so strict. He's not allowed to lick his own bloody lip. (laughs) (laughs) How does Tom Brady drown his sorrows now? Organic avocado tequila and five or six bait cassava chips. (laughs) I feel (laughs) Tom Brady getting knocked out of the playoffs feels like when the bad guy in the movie appears to be dead, but you just somehow know he's going to come back to life. Like, don't get near that guy. That's the way it was feeling at the end, man. Oh, almost. And I hate that Tom Brady's blood is out there. I'm afraid there's going to be some Spider-Man shit where they nab a drop and 
build perfect quarterbacks out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then when they lost, Antonio Brown tweeted some crazy shit, you know, giving him a hard time. It's weird. It's like he's not a team first kind of guy. What a dickhead. I saw that thing, too. It's like, he's just go away, you jerk. He's such a dick. Yeah. All right. A couple quick jokes about the Bengals. We'll call it a day here. The Bengals beat the Titans. People in Cincinnati haven't been this excited <laughs> since they put chili on spaghetti. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the local cuisine. It's Skyline Chili. It's one of the last really? regional oh, things man. left in America. It's actually great. The recipe was originally done by a Greek, if I'm not mistaken. It's got a little cinnamon in it. It's nice. That's just That's better than spaghetti sauce. Yeah, it's actually great. I totally see the appeal of it, but it didn't get anywhere else. Like, it's only, you can't get it within, like, you know, you got to be within, like, a five-hour radius of Cincinnati. But that's a, that's, I'm making that. I'm making that this weekend. Next, for the Bengals game, <laughs> I'm watching, I'm making, specific. I haven't made chili in a long time. I'm going to make some chili. I'm firing up some noodles. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm all in. Let's go Bengals. Who day? Who day? <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest day for the Bengals since they ate Roy. It's a big, it's a big day. <laughs> then the poor Bengals had to sit there and watch the game between the Chiefs and Bills. It's like an election. Like you don't even know what to root for. Whoever wins, you're screwed. You know, it's like that's a brutal matchup. Jesus, it's it's hard to imagine them beating the Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's tough oh, to imagine. I mean, I feel like the Bengals are are like a year away from being amongst with the big boys. I don't, it doesn't seem like their year, but hey, they their last two games, they just won. I mean, I give them credit, man. That quarterback is for real. He's got some swagger. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, you want to do a quick quiz? <laughs> yes, please. The chat is a buzz with uh, taco chili spaghetti. <laughs> 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 it's a Midwest thing. You don't understand, New Jersey boy. You're over there eating your pork rolls. You I'm don't know not, nothing about I'm the not kidding. Midwest I'm cuisine. making it this weekend, man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Taco spaghetti in Idaho. What are you talking about? That sounds so good. Miss Todd caught chiming in here. All right. Hit me with the quiz. All right. All right, kids. Put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time. I happen to see this on the broadcast, so you might you might know the answer. Wayne uh, but Rooney. it was interesting to me. <laughs> it is interesting. This is the fourth time in a row that the Chiefs are hosting the champion the conference championship game, which is now a new NFL record because one team has done it three in a row. What team is it? Wait, wait say that again. Hosted the conference championship game. Three years in a row. The Chiefs had tied that until uh, this week, and now they broke that record by they're going to do it for the fourth time here this week. I so mean, one other team has done it three times. It's got to be the Patriots, right? That's what I thought, too, and it's not. That's what's interesting. So someone's done it between the Patriots and the Chiefs? Wow. Uh, it's hard to think of who's even been dominant besides them. No, no, not time-wise. Not timeline-wise, oh. it wasn't. But the, the interestingly, the Patriots hold the record for conference championship games in a row. Sure. I was, I was kind of gathering some of the info here. 2011 through 2018, they were in it every year, which is Jeez. ridiculous. Wow. But That's... they didn't host them all. In fact, they didn't get three in a row. Gotcha. Okay. 
All right. So you got you got give me another guess here. I, I think I see it in the chat there, and I think th- I think that's correct. I don't know if I would have um, arrived at this answer, but it seems pretty obvious. It's Buffalo Bills. Jerry and uh, Barry are both saying Bills. No, the answer is wow. the Philadelphia Eagles. What with the same head coach? What? It just broke the record. It was the Donovan McNabb era, 2001 to 2004 Eagles, three in a row, hosting the conference championship game. How about that? And then I pulled up, because uh, I was interested in this subject. I don't, we don't have to talk about it too much, but so Chiefs, Patriots, the Niners did it three in a row. Again, mm-hmm. they didn't host it, but they did have, th- they were, did appear in three in a row, 2011 through 13, okay. the Niners. Yep. And then there are several other teams that were in three in a row but didn't host three in a row. The Packers with Favre, 95 to 97. The Cowboys, the Aikman, that sort of uh, triplets era, 92 to 95. Niners again, 92 to 94. There's a picture of Steve Young on this one. The Bills, a nod to our guessers, 90 to 93. Niners again, 88 to 90. That was the Jerry Rice era. Cowboys, 80 to 82, and it keeps going back. Raiders in the late 70s, Steelers in the mid-70s, Rams before that. It's pretty cool. There have been some dominant teams that are sort of repeating and repeating and repeating. You kind of forget that, you know? Yeah, those are all solid dynasties. I know. Those are legit dynasties, right? And the and the Steelers and the Cowboys kind of did it a couple of times back in that sort of 70s era. They were definitely dominant teams. It's pretty neat. Good question. I would like to thank the comedy gods for not having me in Appleton, Wisconsin, this past Saturday night during the primetime Packers game, Mm -hmm. where me and Brian Miller would just have been reading our jokes to the waitresses. (laughs) (laughs) We will be in Appleton this coming weekend when the Packers are out and both of the NFL games are on Sunday afternoon. Nice, safe construct for the comedians coming to Wisconsin. Yeah. Much better. Somebody made a note to me. Jackie Cation is working in Madison. So if you're in Wisconsin, go see comedy this weekend. Nice. If you're up north, come see me. And if you're down south, go see Jackie. If you're out west, fucking drive. Come see one of us. We're worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my, uh, can I do a plug for myself? I was really shocked by this. My dry bar special is over a million views on Facebook. Nice. The whole thing. It's 41 minutes of me being teenage Mormon clean. Uh, <laughs> it was a it was a crazy achievement. And actually, the YouTube is up to about 800,000 views. So that one has almost a million, too. That's a separate set of eyeballs, presumably. Kind of amazing that they get that much exposure to their things. So I'm happy to be a small part of it. It's pretty cool. You went platinum, dog. Oh, Yeah. And now I'm doing a whole new hour and I'm working at it hard and uh, it's come see me live. I, I, the whole calendar is at stocky.com and this weekend is Appleton. And then uh, I'm going to be here. I just got the announcement. I didn't, I didn't know this was coming, but Bob and Tom have asked me to pair up with Westwood one and do some stuff for the Super Bowl here in Los Angeles here in about two and a half weeks. So I'll be doing some Super Bowl media work and uh, I'm looking forward to that and then back out on the road. So uh that's enough plugging for me. Beautiful. But I'm excited. I'm excited about it all. Are you excited about the games next week? Which ones are you excited about? I'm so excited. It's you gotta. I mean, you gotta think it's the favorites, right? Because 
both the home teams are established, you know, like you kind of think of them as being the team that you expect to go at this point. The Rams have been there, have been in the mix the last few years. And of course the chiefs have every year, the last four, but Hey, we just saw, we just saw underdog fest, you know, it was crazy. Pick a winner. I, I, you know, I think it's going to be chiefs Rams, but I, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't shock me if the Bengals won. It wouldn't, wouldn't be completely shocked if, uh, you know, the Niners won. So anything could happen. If the, if the Niners can keep a team to, what was it? Seven points. That's crazy. 10 points or something. They only let the Packers score 10 points. If they could do that, Jimmy G can dill for his way into another Super Bowl. <laughs> Dilfer as a verb is hilarious. <laughs> it almost sounds like a legit word. <laughs> this guy, this guy's dilfering his way into another big game. <laughs> this dildo is dilfering to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, it, it'll be Chiefs Rams, but uh, you know. Hey, I, I like underdogs. I would, I would love to see an underdog win. Why not? Oh man, I'd love to see the uh, the Bengals in there, man. I'm rooting for them all the way. But I like, right. I like LA too. I'm rooting for LA. I'm really not mad. Like, I think that was another part of why this weekend was great. I was fine with. I loved all the results. Like, I liked Buffalo to win, but I'm I'm not mad at the Chiefs either. So, uh, I like all the teams that remain. It was very happy. Yeah, it's kind it. of fun that there's no Belichick, there's no Brady, there's no Rodgers. Like, you know, some of the big monsters that have dominated the the conversation for years and years and years are are out of this one. So I, I like that. I mean, at this point, you know, these are kind of the underdogs, you know, the teams that are left. Yeah. So, I mean, even though one of them's the Chiefs, you know, they've sort of had a weird season of not really crushing it for the first half. So, it's it's fun. I, I I love football. I've just it, it's been so fun. Oh, we gotta do kudos. <laughs> yes, we must do kudos. All right, I'll defer to you. I'll uh. I'll spot. <laughs> Come on, man. He caught the game-winning touchdown. He's my man. It's easy. Travis Kelsey taps on the back, motherfucker. Taps on the back. That's fair. Easy. I, I didn't see that coming. I don't easy. know why not. That's my man. It, you've given out how many how many kudos this year? It's it's like 40% Travis Kelsey. <laughs> 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 it's most that guy's the most uh he gets the most taps of anybody. I think I gave taps on the back to the Cowboys like three weeks, so I don't I don't want to hear it. I'm I'm diversifying my taps. <laughs> All right, I can accept that. It was it was great and it was exactly what the team needed. Like we cannot kick a field goal and give this ball to Josh Allen. Like they must have had that conversation. Like we're going to fucking get a touch. We are not screwing around on this drive, right? They must yeah. have had that conversation. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was beautiful to see. All right. All right. This is a little cheesy, but I, I, you know, sometimes life's a little rough and, you know, things aren't perfect wherever and whatever's going on in your life. But the NFL is just such a beautifully run product. I mean, there's, there's warts. So there's some things about the NFL I don't like. But, man, this weekend was just 
beautiful. I'm giving my kudos to the NFL. 48 of the last 50 top-rated television shows are NFL games. Think about what dominance that is. And and you see why. This weekend, every single one of those games was riveting. It came down to the last minute. There's these beautiful storylines that go throughout the season and and multiple seasons. The guys get traded and leave and come and go and they come out of college and you root for them. It, it's just, it is a beautiful thing. And it's honestly a pleasure of mine to watch NFL games. So kudos to the NFL. I, I love the whole thing. I can't wait to see what happens next. Got a kudos. All right. We're going to clip this out, send it to the NFL network. <laughs> going to get Kostaki on there as a panelist again. <laughs> Company man. <laughs> Was that a little too, yeah, a little too much? <laughs> Laying it on thick. Yeah, man. Andreas is saying drafted Vegas. We're going. Yeah, he's We're doing it. He's pumped. We're doing it. I'm jealous because Andreas went to the national championship game where they got to see Georgia win it all against the scariest franchise in the history of college football. So uh, I am definitely going to finally get out of the house and go do a fun outdoor thing with a ton of people in Vegas. Hopefully on the other side of Omicron. <laughs> I hope so, buddy. I hope so. <laughs> Fauci predicts the peak is in is next month. So, all right. Let's hope he's right. Sure hope so. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Good luck out there. Ethan, hit us. Hit us with the horns, baby. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast. It's going to be up later tonight. You know how we get down. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Come join us on the uh, social media platforms. We're writing jokes and doing caption contests and all that stuff. We'll see you out there. Hope you get what you want in the playoffs. Hootay! BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.